90s Now with Kelly Alexander and Sharon Hyland. Hi. Hola. Sharon. Hola. I say arrive into a room uh, laughing so that it makes, makes it seem like either, uh, you know, you're in on the joke, uh, you're arriving with a joke, or you're keeping people on their toes a little bit. Why is she laughing? <laughs> Anywho, how are you? Well, you're We're back good. safely from uh, your uh, Mexican vacacioni. Yes, indeedy. Yeah. Uh, who was it that somebody told me before I left, one of our colleagues, Zenga, uh, was concerned about my safety going to Mexico. He says, oh, people get killed when they go to Mexico. And no disrespect to the people that have been killed in Mexico, but uh, I was fine in Mexico. I'll just leave it at that. Were you on the uh, East Coast? I was on the, uh, we were in. Um, like on in the Gulf of Mexico part of Mexico? Yes, we were south of Cancun. Yeah, we that's flew, a safe area. Flew into Cancun and then. Is that a, yeah. is that a time change for you then? No. No. Okay. No, it was lovely. You know what? Uh, not to rub it in because, you know, everybody gets time <laughs> off and stuff. But for two weeks, we were in perfect weather. We slept the right amount of time at night. We wow. had uh, totally relaxed and uh, nothing was sore. Okay. Wow. Now we've been back for a few days <laughs> and I'm sleeping like crap. <laughs> It's not nice weather here. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, most of my body parts are sore. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe I should be relocating to Mexico. <laughs> it's it's funny you said that. I just mm. read a uh, an article today about some TikTok influencer person who was Canadian from Toronto. And mm-hmm. she moved to Abu Dhabi or something in wow. November. Uh, so only been there like four months or five months, whatever. And uh, has said, like, why didn't she move there faster that there's like a bunch of expats and and there's people that move there for a reason. So everybody's there for a reason. And she's like, I yeah. f- she felt that she was stuck in Canada and that she's happy to be out. And I'm like, I love wow. Canada. We can't be that bad. <laughs> so. No, I think when you when you're able to take a challenge or a, an adventure challenge like that in your career and go to a place where you know you stand to make some extra money and you know it's not long term if you don't want it to be and you know that you have the comfort of people around you that you know are going through something similar to you then I think that makes uh, makes that kind of a jump a big uh, a whole lot easier. Yeah, yeah. I like it's Canada not for too. everybody, but yeah, That's I love true. it too. Well, it's funny because when I was in Florida, I was only there for a week and it was and I and also because we were moving around like we moved almost every night to some other place. I think two nights we stayed. Yeah. One time I told my mother, I'm like, can we just stay here for another night? Like, like <laughs> can we just stay here? Because mommy Alexander likes to move constantly. And I was like, <laughs> I was doing all the driving. And so Ooh. I'd been dri- driving every like we did this whole big loop of like Orlando to Daytona, to then, um, what the heck place is it? It's Salt Springs or something. It's like in, um, it's it's not far from Jacksonville, like maybe an hour from Jacksonville. And then back down to Lakeland, Florida, and then over to I've Tampa. been to Lakeland. Lakeland is the bomb. I would live there. It's very lovely. Yeah. And you're mm. right in the middle kind of, so not really concerned yeah. about hurricanes in a way. Yeah. 
But Lakeland is amazing. It was really, there's just everything there. And that's where I get my nice jeans that I can't get in Canada. So I <laughs> really, eh? yeah. So like my whole reason for going to Lakeland, I told my mother, cause she's like, I don't know if we're going to get there. I'm like, oh, we're going to get there. If I'm driving you all over <laughs> Hell's Half Acre, my one thing will be to get there. Buckle up, mama. Yeah. So, <sighs> so uh, we did. And then also I was showing Adam, Sharon hasn't seen this yet. Sharon would know what this is though. The second, vintage, uh, vintage, uh, Tampa Bay Bucks logo. Ooh, nice. I Sharon, when I saw this, I was like, I don't care what it costs. <laughs> 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 How much did it cost? How much? Uh, so forty-five American. Yep. Ooh. Okay, it's not too bad. Yeah, but I don't care because, like, I like like Sharon. Like, I used to when I was a kid. These were like the deal. Do you remember they used to have their 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 football uniforms were orange, but then like a peach. So they didn't look really manly, right, for football players. <laughs> so when like I think it was Adam, maybe can you Google this quickly? I think I'm not sure what year they changed, but it was like either late '90s or early 2000s that Tampa Bay went to the red and pewter color. That they so have now. would would they have the old colors in the early '90s? For sure, for sure, yeah. And so that's like a one size cap, right? And it doesn't. Uh, well, not, this doesn't is look, actually doesn't look too tight. Well, this is actually what's cool about these ones is mm. I know that like I fit a seven and one fourth. So that's yeah. that. But you can get seven and a half. You can get seven and five eighths, whatever. So wow. that's why I knew this would fit me. And I was uh, my mother was like, you're a bit obsessed. I'm like, look, sister. I'm like, <laughs> I, I'm like, I took you to see your cousin. I'm taking you to see your brother. I need a Zip few it. hours of shopping. <laughs> so that's what happened. Yeah. You know what? I think the color looks amazing. I yeah. do like the uniform. Isn't it cool? It's so vintage. It's so like yeah. 80s, 90s, that that color. So, yeah. Nice. But Good as my Cal. whole original point is when I was in Florida, we were moving around so much. It was hard to uh, feel like you had a home base and feel like you could get the food you needed to get. Yeah. Hence why I mentioned to you both er- earlier, Kelly got a little sick. <laughs> so. uh. But I'm all right and it was fine yes. and I did enjoy the trip. So that was good. Yeah. That's exciting. And good I hadn't job. been on, was this your ter- first time on a plane since pandemic? Because it was my first time on plane since pandemic. No, we went last year. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay. And so the difference was uh, people were freer this time around. Yeah. I guess. Uh, I st- we still wore a mask on so the plane to be on the safe side. Did because you wear the your people mask? Are freer. <laughs> did I wear when my mask? Flew? I didn't. No. Adam, you're wow. part of the problem. I am. <laughs> Hi, it's me. I'm the problem. It's me. Yes. <laughs> to quote my good friend Taylor Swift. Yeah. Um. <laughs> my thing is that, like, I, I'm just, I'm not making anybody else do it, but I'm doing it for myself. And mm-hmm. and I thought it, I wasn't sick at all, but I thought if I was sick, I would wear a mask for others. But for yeah. myself, I thought just to be on the safe side, I don't want to go back home or arrive on vacation and then get sick and certainly yeah. not want to come home and then get sick. Yeah. So just me being cautious. Did you, was there a, I know you're going to tell us what's on the show, but quickly, the one thing that I like in Florida is they have these little lizard things. They're so cute. Like they hop around the grass. Is there a little lizard things in Mexico that are cute? A little. I know they have uh, a gajillion lizard things in Mexico. But well, it, there's uh, there's iguanas. Okay. Um, and the the babies are little, and they're they are quite cute, and they're sort of they sort of flit. But the bigger ones that look like um, not an artifact, but kind of like ancient. They have this old wrinkly skin to them. Some of them have like scales on their backs. 
Uh, and they don't look like they can move fast. Yeah. But, but they, they can. do. Yeah. And they don't technically want anything to do with us, humans. Mm. But I don't know what's going on in their minds. Yeah. So just stay over there. Anyways, we went to this area uh, called Punta Sur, which is the southernmost part of Mexico. And it's beautiful because you're like out on this, not a cliff, but like a kind of peninsula, the way the, the land goes. Uh, and the ocean's amazing. And there's like really subtle iguanas. They're just sort of, they take on the color of the rock, you know, uh, and fairly large ones. <laughs> just don't get up in the grill. <laughs> <laughs> just leave them. Wave. Keep going. Which, by the way, <laughs> when I was in Florida, um, and I didn't tell my mother this because I knew she'd freak out, I, but I was reading the local news and stuff. And all of a sudden, this thing came apart. 85-year-old woman eaten by alligator. I know. Oh, I read that too. Isn't that I'm because wasn't she trying to save her dog? Yeah, well she was out walking her dog and And the dog lived. Yeah, right? the dog and lived she and got she got Yeah. It was crazy. and it was not I think it was maybe two hours from where I was, which obviously it could have happened down the street, you know, and it doesn't matter. But it was just crazy to think like, oh my God, this poor lady. And then I ended up seeing video footage, not of the but they actually showed the video of her Ew. out walking the dog and then moments later. And it's just crazy because you she would never know. Like, this thing just came out of this. Because they're fast also. Despite their tiny fast. little low, you know, low to the ground, their legs are. Yep. And obviously the whole chomp of the. Yeah. Whoa, man. Yeah. Well, you know what? We've got deers here in Canada. Yeah. And they're as dangerous. If you're going to hit one on the road, that's yep. as dangerous as yep. a crocodile eating you. Yeah. So yeah, because you hit them on the because they're so big and similar also to moose, you hit them in the leg, if you're you know like if you're in a car driving, or whatever, yeah. and you're taking them out and their whole body lands on the hood of Slams your car, slams the window, takes yeah. out the windshield, brutal, yeah. yeah, yeah, and the driver and the passengers, yeah, finished, yeah, well, dark cloud, well, so dark cloud, welcome, <laughs> yeah, welcome to uh, the nature episode of '90s Now. <laughs> <laughs> so exotic. Hashtag watch your step. Yeah. <laughs> so for today, uh, we're back. That's enough. Uh, we've got, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Thank you for listening to 90s Now. <laughs> Goodbye. Yeah. Uh, we've got some documentary info for you on one of the great hip hop R&B trios from our favorite decade, as well as a follow up documentary for one Janet Jackson. Are How there exciting, iguanas eh? in that documentary? <laughs> That time will you know, tell. The I don't want to okay. surprise. Oh, okay, nice. <laughs> <laughs> We've also uh, got some intel for you if, uh, you know, what to do when you sell so many records. Uh, of course, you'd have to be at a certain level. So many records means a lot of records, but uh, nice that this particular rock band, not just from the 90s, but all the way back in the 80s too, and still rocking today, uh, are doing what they're their time and effort. Also, Kelly's trivia. We've got a 90s Ooh. rewind to get back to the last spring fling of the decade. And uh, we are coming off a couple of big awards shows. Uh, yeah. One one very big around the world. One very big in Canada. <laughs> so I thought that we should probably start there. And the big around the world one is obviously the Oscars. Mm -hmm. Do you guys watch the Oscars? I did. I watched uh, up until about 9.06, and then Kelly went to bed, so. Wow, so you missed a good five hours, Kelly. I did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I had some friends over and a few bottles of wine, so we were good nice. for the long run. 
Yeah, right my on. better half watched all of it, and then the next because I actually why I I went to bed also is because I had to get up almost the same time as Sharon, and I like oh. to uh, not be exhausted, so that's why I went to bed. But then the next morning, I talked to Elaine when I get back from my appointment, and she's like, "I can't believe I wasted my time watching that whole yeah. thing." Like this. <laughs> I had a great time watching the Oscars. Have you watched Everything Everywhere All at Once? Not movie yet. that won Best Picture? Please do. If you're listening to this podcast, go watch that movie. Okay. It is incredible. Nice. And that is how all about I say. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis winning for that? Yeah. Yep. Um, and and the lead actor too. He was just his speech was just so sweet. Oh. Um, and the fact no, that he, he won Best, best supporting, supporting um actor. Because yeah, best Frazier. actor went to Brendan Fraser, um, right? Yeah. Exactly. I was upset. That's at a the Canadian tie-in, right trolling there. Trolling on Twitter about trying to cause controversy between Jamie Lee Curtis and Angela Bassett's uh, response. Well, she did look disappointed when she didn't win. Yeah, well, but she didn't. She's, she's entitled to. Like she just, she didn't fake clap like the other ones. They <laughs> always make it sound like that though. There's always someone that's going to make it sound like something happened when there's nothing there. Yeah. And she looked But you, you should fake clap in an award show. Pardon? You should fake clap right. at an award show I think if you're she fake clapped at the ending part. Maybe. Yeah, yeah maybe. Hopefully. But Angela Bassett was beautiful. Did you see that purple ensemble? Yes. Yeah. She's yeah, she a, looked amazing. She's a queen. She's amazing. Yeah. And uh I thought um I missed Rihanna. How did she do? I heard she people were excited about it. And then Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga. I saw her. I'm not sure if uh, I, I had the television muted the next day and she was in a beautiful gown. Um, so I don't know if that was footage from something else because she was not wearing a beautiful gown no. in her performance. She, she, did, she did have a gown before. She switched out. Like yeah. she got all the makeup out and all the dress out before her performance. Yeah. Like because yeah. she looked like she was at home. In her comfy t-shirt, hair in a French braid, and she sang beautifully, as usual. Mm -hmm. Well, for the whole uh, performance, I was wondering if it was pre-recorded. No. Because, um, you know, like, she didn't oh, yeah. look like she did 10 minutes prior. Right. And if it wasn't for that shot at the end where, you know, and it was all a big close-up of her, the whole performance. Yeah. Uh, and the, at the very end, they zoom out and you can see the crowd and you can see she's on stage, but... Before that, I was convinced it was all pre-recorded. Yeah, she wasn't. Well, cool. That, that's a commitment to to getting it done, right? Yeah. Like to doing it her way, rather. Like, yeah, because she would have shown up on the red carpet and looked beautiful and and all dressed and ready to go. Uh, but like you said, she would have had to take everything off to get into that relaxed mode. Yeah, mm. which she did, and it was funny because right up until. Um, like almost game time, I was actually gonna because I was on the air that day, and right up at five fifteen, I was about to go on the air and say. She's not performing. This is why. Because they had been interviewing the executive producer earlier in the week, and he said she's not performing. She was one out of the five that wasn't going to go on stage. And then, thank God I was checking, because at I at like 4.45, so half an hour before, I was just, I'm always still scrolling the, the sites to keep, you know, make sure, you know, nobody's died or whatever. And then sure enough, it popped up, breaking news, Lady Gaga is going to perform tonight. And why wasn't she going to? Because she apparently wasn't going to be able to put together the performance of the caliber that she normally does at the Oscars. Because right. this was her right, third right. performance, I think, there. Mm -hmm. And that's why I almost think that she went with that super stripped down version, even just visually with what she was wearing, because it wasn't going to be ending up being a big thing. Like I think she just decided, oh, I better just do this. <laughs> and so that's what yeah. I, I think they went with the, oh, if she, I dress in a t-shirt, it'll look like this is planned. Yeah. So. 
So. Well, she's great. She can, oh, she's awesome. She can do anything at any time in any outfit, mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned. Um, who else was great at the Oscars? Jamie Lee Curtis's thank you speech I thought was really great. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought Jimmy Kimmel, I think I just think he's such a great host Yeah. in general. Yeah. He's just so real. Mm-hmm. No BS with him, mm-hmm. you know, or, he, or he'd call you out on it if there were BS. Yeah, yeah. So I like that. I like that there's that element in an award show like that where, you know, people might buy into their own hype and they're entitled to do whatever they want with their own hype. But to have someone neutralize it like him, I think, is a really good idea. I wanted to reach through the screen and do martial arts on Hugh Grant. (laughs) Yeah, he kind of went off script. He Well, (laughs) I don't even see his on stage, but did you, you you've heard about the hullabaloo with Ashley Graham? What happened? So I, and it's funny enough, I had just got home from work and tuned in and literally landed on that live interview where he's on the red carpet or champagne, whatever the carpet they had this year. And Ashley yeah. Graham is doing, you know, like the fluff pieces where they, what are you wearing? Like all that stuff. She lobbed him so many balls that he could have just, you know, hit out of the park, just nice and easy. Yeah. Like just answer the questions you. And he was a pompous piece of business to her the entire time. And she finally wow. just was like, well, thanks you. And still keeping smiley, like doing what she needed to do. And she's like, well, thanks you. I appreciate it. And I swear, as he walked off, he actually shook his head at her like she was the problem. And oh I just wanted to reach through the screen and throttle him because I'm like, you did this. Like every question she asked him, like she even said, she's like, um, are you, you know, are you excited about any of the films tonight? Like, are you rooting for anybody? You know, whatever. You know, he could have mm-hmm. even lied, been like, oh, I hope, you know, whatever. He's like, no, no one in particular. Like, that was his answer. Then she's like, uh, you know, she's like, I watched Green Onions. He's like, you know, um, how, what was it like to make that film? Like, you were in it, it was great, whatever. He goes, I was in it for three seconds. That was his answer. Like, just wow. cringy. And I felt so Somebody bad. Somebody had a bad day. But he's yeah. like that, though. Like, he's entitled and he acts like that. And he's curmudgeonly when he wants to be. And I was just, I felt so bad for her, but I was so proud of her at the same time because she handled herself like a champ. Like, just. Wow. And she's not even like, you know, I, I don't think she's been hosting for long. She was a model, right? I think most of her mm-hmm. career. So mm-hmm. I have I have a lot of respect for how she, and in in and since you know, people tried to get her to comment on it, and she just has kept taking the high road, like, oh, I was just doing my job, like, whatever, you know. Smart. Yeah. Smart. So. The high road will always make you uh, make you look proper. Yeah. But you if know, you go back, Sharon, you should, anybody you should uh, the both of you should Google that and just watch how terrible he was to her. It's, a, it's about maybe 60 seconds, maybe 90 seconds, and it was just I- terrible. <laughs> Terrible. I have Googled it. I just Googled both of their names and there's no shortage of uh, opinions about what happened. Yep. So I will go and check that out after. Yeah. And then did you see, so I think I've told you guys before, there's a, a South African artist. Her name is Thames. She's an amazing R&B artist. And mm-hmm. she helped write uh, on that soundtrack for Black Panther Wakanda Forever. So she's the girl in the theater, by the way, with that white thing that blocked everybody. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. But it's funny because when I saw her. her, I didn't, because... Her white thing was so, like, overpowering at first. Like, I didn't see that it was her. So I didn't recognize it till the next day when they're like, the girl with the white dress. Like, and and I, from what I understand, she feels absolutely terrible about it. Like, she blocked all those people behind. But what was she thinking? What is yeah. anybody thinking when they wear account, something? Like, the when I sit. Others? This is going to go. Others? <laughs> 
But oh all that gosh. to say As, is uh, you guys should check her out. She's an amazing vocalist. T-E-M-S, Thames, from South Africa. Okay. Well. So she was maybe wearing, maybe the, it was the crinoline that was like, not crinoline, but. Uh, I think like, you know, when you sit and things shift. Upward. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like um, uh, insect netting. Yeah. Maybe that. But it's funny, too, because if you go and see, because there's a picture of her on the red carpet, and you see why, like, she looks stunning in it. Like, when she's standing, it looks For sure. cool. Like, it doesn't look like, you know, that what was that, the swan dress from York, oh, which God. was just ridiculous. But she yeah. actually looks stunning. So the thing is, it was a good choice if she had a stood the whole time, you know what I mean? And it was at the back row and not blocking anybody. But yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's again, she's another one if you if you google you'll get all kinds of takes yeah. on uh on what happened and and she responds to it also. Yeah. Which I haven't I haven't looked obviously because we're chatting, but I think wouldn't it be funny if you click on something and her response is F off. Yeah. That's what I'm wearing. Well, that's what Avril <laughs> Lavigne said during the Junos, right? So <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, so the Junos are the big deal in Canada because they're Canada's big music awards. And they happened uh, the night after the Oscars. And Avril Lavigne, it's a great return for her because she's had a lot to contend with over the past few years. Um, I think if you Google uh, her name, too, and what she's like um, uh, in the one-on-ones with um, with winners, let's say, it's not necessarily the most positive experience. But let's talk about the Junos. Uh, so she was there and she performed, right? I was out last uh, what, uh, the night of the Junos, so I didn't get to see all of them. Avril so I'm doing performed. my best to sort of. Did she of... perform, Adam? I don't think she performed. I watched the last hour and I didn't see her. So I saw the hip hop performance, like the 50th. Okay, so she was on stage though and somebody came up yeah, so topless. She, that's right. And, yeah. yeah, she was introducing an artist to the stage to perform. Okay. Yeah, so she was introducing. Okay. And then she did win the TikTok fan choice award at the end of that. I believe it was the last award she won it. That's pretty cool. And That's by the way, her. if you go and check out her, because she wore two different things. She wore her red carpet arrival and then she wore that black thing. Like, like I think it was like pleather or whatever it was. Like, it was like vinyl. It's very shiny. Mm-hmm. But that's not what she wore on the red carpet. But you should check out her red carpet look. She looked amazing. It was a really cool outfit. I thought, I've seen her live. It's been a long time. Um, and she was incredible then. So, and, and at the time it was, she got Lyme disease, right? Yep. Yep. And, uh, to that point, like she was on a, she was cresting, you know, like riding that wave and if not going higher and higher and then got taken out with, uh, with Lyme disease cause it, it exhausts you. Um, so it's, it's a nice triumph to have her back, but her live performance is or it was, and I imagine that she'd be able to get it back to that level. She was very good live. I'm sure. So, yeah. Here's hoping. Yeah, yeah. I saw um, Nickelback also. Like, I saw the tail end of their acceptance speech, and then I saw their performance. I, I just made a face for anybody that's watching this podcast. <laughs> like, I rolled my eyes and I stuck my tongue out. Like, your reaction. My thing is with Nickelback, uh, I like them. I think they're, they're they too are amazing live. Um, I think that... And they are the band that divides, right? You either love them or you don't. And that's fine. It really is fine. Mm-hmm. But don't say what you what he, what Chad said <laughs> when they got their uh, induction into the Canadian Hall of Fame, Canadian Music Hall of Fame. 
he what was the word he used cal redemption 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 for all the naysayers basically why would you do that if it doesn't bother you which he started his speech by saying eh, let it roll off your back or whatever then end by saying it's redemption you know it can't bother you because they themselves have said we have sold millions and millions of albums thank you to our fans that's all you have to say you only have to thank your fans if you acknowledge the chirpers it just gives them fuel i liken it to uh, a sibling we all i think we each have siblings and when we're young and our sibling is bugging us (laughs) if we let it show that it bothers us they win they all they have to do is just keep going they don't have to do that much right they just have to just poke a little bit just poke a little but if you don't let it show that it's bothering you. It's going to drive them mad. Yeah. It's going to drive them mad. They're going to stop. So in my opinion, don't acknowledge the naysayers, Chad. Just enjoy the fact that you have sold millions and millions of albums, rocked the lives of millions and millions of people, and just be happy. It can't matter. Like it can't, Redemption? Come on. It seemed a bit harsh. Yeah, Adam, can you not harsh? It seemed a bit. uh, Google that. I'm 99% sure he said that, but like that's that. Yeah, he did say it. Yeah, he did. Okay, that that would be Chad who said that. Chad, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I listened to him on a podcast several months ago talking about their songwriting and just their whole kind of ascension and all that stuff, and Mm -hmm. um, it was very good. Uh, It was him and his. Was it the no? Who's the one that co-writes with him? Is it the lead guitar player, Ryan? I think so. Yeah, so the, those two were on. And so it was just interesting because I knew their story, but not from their own word story kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it was just, it was interesting to hear like their trajectory and all that stuff. But yeah, I guess they're just, I don't know. I, yeah, like, I guess, I guess they're tired of being told they're at the bottom of the barrel. And now, but like you said, it's, it's sweeter if they had just been like, hey, thanks. Thanks, fans, for making us this, for yeah. getting us to this point 20 years later. I can never understand why people hate More than them so 20 much. years later. I don't get it because I don't it? love them, but I don't – like, I, I see what they are and I respect what mm. they do. They sell out shows. Yeah. They sell out arenas. And people I mean, do you, like them. And it's, if you listen <laughs> to some of their, their lyrics, I mean, it's not, you know, going to win the Pulitzer Prize, but it gets the job no. done. And it's exactly. catchy, right? And it's fun. Yeah great rock songs it's yep. it's not everybody can write what seems to be an easy hit yeah you just it's not easy yeah and it's, it's interesting and when i think they... that's the skill if you make it sound easy you've done your job yeah oh, well exactly and when they performed um you remind me i hadn't heard it in a while and it reminded me i, I was like oh yeah like this is really good <laughs> so when you heard how you remind me it did remind it did you? remind me <laughs> of what a good song it was for them yeah. So that's a win-win for them even. Yeah. And even like the, the, the lyrics on Rockstar are not, again, you know, you're not going to save the world with that, but it's all good. Like it's all, it's so yep. simple, but yep. it, you know, it works and that's what you want anyway. Right. So. I th- think also the production value of how they put their music together is straight in your face, rock yeah. and roll. Mm-hmm. Their cover of uh Saturday Night Saturday Night's All Right for Fighting they did with Kid Rock for the Charlie's Angels soundtrack was grab you by the shirt and throw you on the ground. It was just so, <laughs> like, energetic and punchy, mm-hmm. just exactly where you would want a cover by them of that song, which is already high energy, to be. So 
I think just enjoy it. Just yeah. focus on the positive. And Chad is still cutesy. He is. Yeah. Do you want to oh, know well. what he said? Yes, at the go ahead. Um, so it's worse than we thought. Oh, God. Here it goes in quotes. We're four guys who make music, and we have been absolutely ripped through the mud and worse for a good 15 years out of our 27-year career. So what it's like, it effing sucks. What it's like to win this award tonight, effing redemption. Wow. That's a lot. So, he doesn't <laughs> well, seem happy lot. about the whole thing. And I, I think also then to have, like he, it's affected him in a way. Like you wish it didn't. I wish it didn't. I wish he could let it roll off his back because it can't matter. You know, like mm. if they're not buying your records, fine. Because there are millions of people who are. Mm. Mm. At, at that point, it becomes like, you know, the, the trolls on uh, on social media or the bots or whatever that like they're not, you can't, they can't possibly be real. Mm-hmm. Or if they are, you can't let them matter. Yeah. But rock and roll is a vicious game, man. <laughs> Said April Wine one time. <laughs> that one time. It's not for everybody. It's not for everybody, but it's clearly for Nickelback. And I yeah. just, you know, if they feel redeemed, <laughs> then good for them. It's just like it's not going to change anything from the haters perspective. No, so. but it's what's interesting, too, is like it's kind of in a way that statement in a way taints what they've just achieved. Mm-hmm. You know, like because yeah. it's it takes away from just them being like, wow, we're super excited to have got this honor. Just that because they yeah, there's like a bit of there's a tinge of bitterness in there. If not a dollop. (laughs) That's a word that should get used more often. I love that word. (laughs) Okay, well, how about a dollop of trivia? Okay. Want to serve that up? Yeah. Yeah. Don't tell Crystal Waters. 90s. Trivia. Bing bong. Bing bong. Um, alrighty, so let's start with the news and politics to make you work for it. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like Sharon might remember this, I think. And then Adam, because you're so good with history that you learned in school when you were six, maybe... Maybe I'll know this. Maybe you'll know this. Um, so news and politics. Um, in the 90s, whose rainbow... Let me try that again. Whose rainbow warrior <laughs> two ship was used to protest against Norway's whaling. So going whale hunting, whatever. Can I hear that question again? Yep. In the (laughs) 90s, whose Rainbow Warrior 2 ship, so big ship on the ocean, was used to protest against Norway's whaling? Sharon. Go, Sharon. Queen Elizabeth II. (laughs) Um, so, so no, is that a so no? So no, but do I, do I need to explain it a bit better? Like, um, it's a organization. Oh, so I was going to look, I was going to say okay. somebody's name. So not like another ship name, like, like a person, like okay. an organization. Um, Norwegian cruises. <laughs> Good guess. Well, I mean. 
They already have ships. I'm not. Right? I'm not. And I'm not going to give you a better guess. They do have ships, <laughs> and it's happening in Norway. Actually, Adam, that makes all the sense in the world why you would say that. So I don't know why I laugh so much, but I guess it's just because that's not like I. I guess I was expecting you to say like battleship, like from the I don't know uh, Icelandic. Because my original army. answer was going to be Christopher Columbus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> he oh was super popular okay, Sharon, in the nineties. Do, do, do you have another guess, Sharon? The 1690s. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, no. Y- you two. <laughs> they might have ships. Um, you know, for touring and stuff. Johnson and Johnson. No. Greenpeace. Ooh, that makes sense. Yeah. That does make sense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that was one of the best Kelly, trivia, that was one of the best trivia exchanges we've ever had. Like, Kelly had to Kelly had to stop us in our tracks. Like they're just gonna keep on guessing stupid. Yeah. So. Green peace. Green peace. Yeah. Go Greenpeace. Um all right, so now this is under hobbies, toys, and games. Mm. And I don't think I've asked this before, but if I have, I have another question. So just tell me if I've asked this one before. Um which awesome game featuring a spiny spinning animal was released for the Sega Genesis in 1991? Adam. Go, Adam. Uh, Sonic? Yes. Correct. Did I ask that? Oh, he- cool. No, you didn't. Okay, so Sonic the Hedgehog. Yep. I was well, going to guess gonna say, Snake Bite. I, I was going to add the hedgehog at the end of my answer. Well, I figured if you got Sonic, you knew that the hedgehog was coming also along with yeah. that. So. That's cool. Did you guys play that? Uh, my niece and nephew, uh, like in the in the new version, I think have played played that. I I've cool. played one version of a Sonic uh, game, but I not a lot. Okay, as we've discussed, I've I haven't played a video a game in a while. Yeah, as we've discussed, I'm still mad that it's not just left to right, left to right, like that. <laughs> yeah, get me a joystick, man. Have I told you that I have um, uh, like a joystick? That you just plug into your television. Oh, that's amazing. And it has, I'm pretty that, sure it's in the closet that, oh, behind you. You can so. play Pac-Man on that, right? Yeah. I've had that. Yeah. It's awesome. It's cool. It doesn't yes. jive with like the the breakdown of like modern television, smart TVs, because it, it just keeps it, like it just keeps the screen. So yeah. It's like you're at an arcade. But the joystick, you know, uh because we went from joysticks to playing it on your computer, so you're using the arrows and certain letters. The, there is true joy in a joystick. Yep. <laughs> playing the game that way. So. Yep. Yeah. No. Some like I told because even like when I told you guys a few weeks back with my nephew, it's funny how your reflexes and everything comes back. Even yeah. though I had to get used to this new controller, like it's it obviously has like a million more buttons than we had with the Nintendo, right? But but you kind of uh-huh. just you start to remember your finger patterns and all that stuff so and your level of competitiveness yeah. <laughs> i never guys, i never told you this but when i had my nintendo in 1988 that's when i got it my dad i tried to get him to play uh i think we had like 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 hockey so really bad like if we went back and looked at the graphics it would be absolutely atrocious but i would totally play that game again but he and my aunt both didn't understand that you just have to keep doing the buttons to get the action to happen because my dad ripped the controller out of the because he was like whatever and they went like this because he was so into it that he ripped the controller right out of the machine so daddy didn't play kelly's nintendo after that because yeah not sharing yeah i was like daddy you're gonna break my machine so no yeah thanks anyways that's enough father 
Um, so we were talking about also, or teasing about, mm-hmm. uh, a, uh, a band that's, you know, big enough now for having sold 125 million albums around the world. <laughs> that's a um, lot. That's a lot of albums. Uh, and what they've done, I guess, to keep up with the hands-on uh, demand side of things is that they've uh, they've acquired a majority stake in Furnace Record Pressing, which is a pressing plant in Virginia. That way, as they say, they can ensure fans have, quote, continued access to high quality records in the future, end quote. It's Metallica, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. This makes complete sense that they would do this to me. I think that they, they're so focused on the fan experience and making sure that they give back to the community that has supported them throughout their career that to uh, then go like on this hands-on angle of making sure that the distribution and the actual pressing of what they, what they make artistically is, uh, I think it'll be a great return. It's a financial investment for sure, but uh, it's neat to see that they've got an actual interest in getting into it. I think this is like the coolest thing ever because I don't think I've ever yeah. heard of another artist or band that owns vinyl pressing. Well, I can tell you Jack White is uh, has got his hands all over that kind oh, of thing too. Oh, that's great. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I'm not, I don't think his, uh, it's a plant necessarily. I could be wrong, but I know that he's got, uh, what's his, uh, his record, his album is, not his album, his um, label the is White Third Stripes? Man Records, no. I think. Third Man Records, oh, I think. Oh, okay. No. Um, but yeah, he, he presses vinyl also. Good for him. But he's, he's that kind of guy too. But uh, yeah. Yeah. That's... Third Man Records is uh, the right, uh, right, is what you're looking for. And there is joy in joysticks, and there's joy in remembering things. Yep. yep. <laughs> so yay for the brain. Uh, if you need to keep any of our topics for next week, because I know we're running along on the show, that's up to you, Sharon. Yeah, you know what? We did mention, uh, we'll get to a 90s rewind, but we did mention that there's a couple of bits of info for um, a new documentary from one of our favorite trio in the uh, R&B hip-hop category. As well as another documentary to follow up and follow along with Janet Jackson. So, t- Kel, uh, we'll talk about Janet first. <laughs> so, you, and by we, I mean you. Go. What's she doing? <laughs> uh, so, there's, yeah, so it, uh, her doc seemed to, not seem, was truly success- successful for her last January of 2022, that four part series. And so, yeah. I guess her relationship uh, with A&E and Lifetime, they decided to continue it. So, they have a new doc that they're working on now called. Uh, Janet Jackson family first we don't have a release date yet because they're filming now because it's going to be behind the scenes of her prepping for her together again tour which is happening now she leaves on tour I think her first tour date is the 14th of April I believe in Florida Um, so they're going to like follow that and then they're also following Janet and Randy working together to try to get the family band back together for the first time in 40 years Wow! so obviously Michael's missing so that's a huge part missing um but yeah it'll be crazy to because as you know adam i'm not sure if he remembers this but back in the day like and this was even really before my time like i would have been really really little i think uh if not even not born yet but they had that vegas act when all of them were performing oh yeah and so it was the jackson five plus randy plus reby plus janet plus latoya so all of them were doing the thing so i think that's the plan is to get everybody together except obviously michael won't be there so Wow. We're waiting on a release cool. date. I would assume I would assume before next summer, I think, like 2024 summer. Yeah. 
So is it's them like, doing the documentary spoiling the like? Is it going to happen, or are we not even? Well, sure? I assume they're gonna if she's because Janet doesn't like not coming through on things. Exactly. So, so she's very much about coming through for her fans. So I, I'm sure they've said that they're trying to, but for sure it's gonna. I can't see it not happening. Nice. And if anybody can rally her, uh, the the Jacksons to get their stuff together, it's the baby, right? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Is she the youngest? Yeah, it's crazy, and she yeah. turns fifty-seven this year. Wow. Wow. How did that happen, Sharon? <laughs> I don't even know. I remember when she turned 27. And P.S., she still looks like she's 27. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she's doing great. She's doing something right. Yeah, because I even saw that she posted a bit of... Um, so she's back working with her original trainer, Tony, who's amazing. I've had him on the show before, uh, on the Kelly mm-hmm. Alexander show. And she's back working with him. And so he's getting her tour ready. And so... And Sharon, maybe you do this at the gym. You know those hanging rope thing? Like, what's it called? Like, is it T-Rex something when you... You put your legs in it, and you're you're yep. doing a lot of ab work and stuff. So, yep. Adam, have you tried this thing? Anyways, it's I tried it a few years no. ago, and yeah, your abs are dying because you have to oh, use yeah. all your core strength to get these things to move in the direction you want. And so he's yeah. showing her moves, and she starts laughing at him. She's like, "Yeah, right." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then he goes through. He's like, "He's like, but we need your abs to be like what they were when you did." I get lonely, and so she starts laughing and laughing at him. So yeah, we'll see. But knowing <laughs> knowing what I know from all the people around Janet, she will do it, and she will have abs of steel when she hits the, the stage. So wow, yeah. Wow, good for her. Mm. Now, the other bit of documentary info is TLC. Now, wasn't there all, there was, was it a... They did one already, Crazy Sexy Cool, a few years ago. Right. So they're doing this. I'm not sure why they're doing this again, but I'll take it. Um, And (laughs) yeah, like they're going to have, it sounds like it's going to be interviews again with Chili and T-Boz. And I'm not sure if they're going to get any family members of Left Eyes to speak or if it'll just be the girls talking on their behalf. I'm not sure. But I think... It's more, I feel like it's going to be more interview based as opposed to Crazy Sexy Cool, which I believe was a reenactment, right? Like it was a. Oh, yes, it was. So I think this is like straight up interviewing and probably clips and all that. And the other thing was like an actual, like they hired people to play them. So. Yeah. And that's when they got into trouble. Remember that? They got, I think Mm -hmm. they got sued by their ex-manager, right? Pebbles? Yeah, probably. Yeah. (laughs) She was a problem the whole time. (laughs) Um. Uh, if we can shout out uh, Left Eye for a second, and just for two examples of her her crazy skills uh, as a rapper, she she does one on um, Space Cowboy by InSync that's been popping up on a playlist of mine, and she just flipping goes at it like it's stunning how good she is. Mm-hmm. And she does a rap on uh, Donnell Jones's, uh, what was that song called? From the early 2000s. You Know What's Up. Oh, yeah, right. Yep. But like both of them, different vibes to them, certainly. But the one on NSYNC, she, it's like she bursts out of this spaceship almost and like blah, goes at it. It's amazing. Highly advise, like Kelly does at the end of the show. I would advise you go back, find NSYNC, Space Cowboy, and <laughs> get ready to be uh, blown away and by. And I'm um, pretty sure she also guested with Mel C on a song. Ooh, on Mel C's Northern Star album. 
I'll go back and look for that, too. I think that was 2001? 2000? 2001? Yeah. Yeah. By the way, wow. I'll, I know you're going to do Rewind, Sharon, so I'll just ask you this question that you'll both percolate and then answer after Rewind. We had listener <laughs> okay. mail from Shane. And, Ooh, hey, Shane. And Shane wants to know, Shane from Kentucky, Kentucky Shane, said to ask both you and Adam uh, and myself, I'll put this in after, what one album from the 90s would you want to take with you to a desert island? And he made a caveat for me that Kelly's not allowed to choose a Janet album. <laughs> so. Ooh, wow. Uh... So you can ponder, do rewind, and then let me know if you or answer now, whatever. Uh, for I'm not sure why. Maybe because we we're talking about the Oscars, and I've read Lenny Kravitz's book on vacation. I'll take. Are you going to go my way? Okay, Adam. Probably something from Oasis. Oh, oh, good one. Yeah. I don't know which one. We can only take one because I'll take what's what's the story of Morning Glory from Oasis. Oh, there we go. Okay. He gave two. Shane said he would take Boys to Men and then Rhythm Nation. He did want a, a Janet one. He said that I could pick a Janet one, but I had to pick something else. So for okay. me, it's super tough, tough choice because all of Janet's albums that speak the most to me are from that decade. Um, yeah. So I would, I'll take Velvet Rope just because it was life-changing in many regards, like the whole experience of Velvet Rope. And then yeah. for me... Um, I would either take Crystal Waters' uh, Storyteller mm-hmm. album or uh, C.C. Peniston's Thought You Knew. Oh, good one. Yeah. That's gonna a hard also question. Take... There are so many. <laughs> there are so many. I'm going to take uh, uh, Listen Without Prejudice. Oh, oh yeah. That's a good, that was a good one. George Michael. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and we'll talk about George Michael a little bit uh, on on the next show. But we're going to wrap up yep. today with a 90s rewind uh, just to go back to the end of our favorite decade. Well, not that. Well, yeah, it's the end of the decade, mm-hmm. but certainly springtime of 1999. All right. Oh. A little spring fling action. Because speaking of TLC, they didn't want them. So there were no scrubs to be found <laughs> anywhere near them in 1999. Uh, Everlast jumped around on his own from House of Pain and uh, gave it to us straight on what it's like. Uh, yeah. Chicka chicka slim shady was the uh, final thought of Eminem's. <laughs> My name is. That uh, was in 1999. Uh, wow. Was still happening. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, what was the other thing? Uh, we were loving the energy off of the Goo Goo Doll slide. Mm-hmm. It was a great song. And on paper, to wrap this up, I think if there were ever a mashup or a sampling that wouldn't have made sense, again, on paper, I think it, hands down, would have been Jay-Z taking on a song from the Broadway musical, (laughs) Annie. Like, what? (laughs) Okay, but somehow it worked, and A Hard Knock Life is a classic. And that is your 90s Rewind. Nice. I also might say that I would take a TLC Crazy Sexy Cool album with me on an album. Oh, yeah. It's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many, Shane. What have you done to us? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, we will readdress, Shane, and we're going to need to order a bigger island. Yeah, exactly. And uh, by the way, I'm back to two two quick uh, suggestions for you both and our audience. Um, Miley Cyrus's uh, album came out. Isn't it good? The song oh River gosh. is Bananka-donk. Like, have you, like, it's, and the video for River is crazy. So check that out. And 
Um, there's a chick, I believe she's from England, May Mueller, M A E M U L L E R. And the song is called I Wrote a Song. And it is oh, amazing. Yeah. Okay, I just want to I just want to say before we move forward that I'm a big Miley Cyrus fan. Mm-hmm. Um and did not enjoy the album. Ooh, Adam, oh, that's a cliffhanger oh, to leave us with. I was yeah. I, I I guess I just wanted uh, something that rocked a little more like she gave us with uh, Midnight Sky, the previous album. Okay. Yeah. So it was just all a little bit too, like, linear, and there was just some mm, missing. My personal opinion. I've listened to it once. I'll listen to it again. It might be a grower, but um. Well, I'm gonna, I, I have I would high bet. expectations, and it just didn't land for me. I'm going to bet that it's going to grow on you. Because yeah. I Maybe. think that... Maybe. Well, because we know that she's a type of artist that... Uh, she, it's not, it's not without thought, you know. Of course. Like so, I think that whatever level of energy is intentional. So I think that it will grow. Yeah. And Adam, watch the video for River. I haven't watched the video yet. It is amazing. It's cool. so good. Yeah. And I don't normally care about videos too much anymore. Uh, yeah. But it's good. And also, Sam Smith. Uh, I'm not here to be friends. Oh my goodness. Cool. All right. Yeah. That's enough. Now I'm gonna shut up. Bye now. Okay. <laughs> See you Thanks next everybody week. for hanging with us. We appreciate it. Uh, for finding us wherever it is that you do and sticking with us every time. Uh, we'll be back next time. But for this time, thank you for listening to 90s Now. Still happening. <laughs>